0: Welcome to Artful Aging with Amy, where I ask caregivers and professionals the difficult questions that will give you guidance on your life's journey. Support is only one conversation away, and this is your first step. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Artful Aging with Amy. I'm your host, Amy Friesen, and on today's show, we're going to look at my top five productivity hacks for the sandwich generation. If you've been watching Artful Aging, you know that the sandwich generation is a regular topic discussed here. And so many people tend to fall into this group of people that it's worth having a conversation about it multiple times in multiple different areas. Today, we're gonna to talk about how to be the most productive you can while being a member of the sandwich generation. As a caregiver, it can be so difficult to feel productive Often we balance home life that has children and a spouse and pets, as well as a whole household of things that we need to do. And then on top of that, many of us have aging parents where we're also taking care of them. And whether it's mental or physical, emotional, financial, we're putting a lot of effort into that. Now, let's not look past the fact that many people these days also have Uh, careers outside of the home. Uh, A lot of women I'm speaking to uh, generally, um, you know, back, you know, many, many years ago, a lot more women were in the home. And if they were caregivers, it was a little bit easier to balance. I'm not saying it was easy, but a little bit easier. Now a lot of women are uh, CEOs, business owners, or, or employees of some nature, and it's difficult to keep everything afloat and feel productive and be productive. As many of you know, I'm a mom of a four-year-old. Her name is Eva. I am also uh, married to my husband, Mike, and we have four animals and my parents who are living about three hours away from me and my father-in-law who is living with us. If I wasn't organized, I would go mad. I have to tell you. Let's face it; there are still many days that I could be just sitting in a corner, rocking for a little bit, (laughs) trying to get my own, um, you know, my myself out of the funk that I'm in, or just kind of getting the energy. But let's face it; if I was to do that, I'd have four animals on my lap plus my daughter. So we know that that's not going to happen either. So how do we be productive? as caregivers, as business owners, as women, as men uh, in our lives to make sure that we are getting as many things done as possible that need to be done, but also taking care of ourselves in the meantime. So without further ado ado, here are my top five productivity hacks and tips for you today. My number one tip is batching. Now, if you haven't heard of batching, batching is the process of taking liked activities and putting them together so if you are going grocery shopping uh, but you need to do groceries for your house and for your parents for instance then doing them all at the same time organizing yourself in a fashion where you're not taking extra trips you're not you know whether that you know trips in the car but also trips to the grocery store as an example and so um, what you want to do is make sure that you're doing anything you can in a batching technique as often as possible. And that can look like, like I said, groceries, it can look like cooking, it can look like work tasks, uh, it can even be email so that you're not constantly in and out. Because every time you break your concentration, it can take up to 25 minutes to get back into the zone once you're distracted. And so If you can get used to doing this batching technique and say, okay, for the next 30 minutes to an hour, I'm going to do X, and that's what you focus on, no distractions, then you're going to get more things done because you're not in that ramp-up mode, constantly being distracted. As someone who gets distracted quite a lot with just even the animals coming in and out, working from home, my husband's here too, uh, when Eva's home from school, she's here too, it's very, very easy to get distracted. And so um, you need to make sure that you can get that stuff into your calendar. My tip two then is setting boundaries. This also goes hand in hand. So uh, setting boundaries is an action where you tell the ones that you love that this is what you need. So if it's distractions, you say, okay, I'm going to close my door at this time um, and I not to be disturbed at that time. Boundaries are a way that you can set up your own personal boundaries so that things don't come into your realm that disrupt you. But it's also just a a different way to communicate. Now, it can be really difficult to set boundaries and it can be really difficult to hold boundaries. And one of the tricks to doing that is really communication. So, you know, some people might feel a little offended depending on what the boundary is. you know, mom and dad, I can only talk on Tuesday nights for an hour. I can't talk every day at noon because I'm working, for instance. Um, But if communication is the key, then, you know, making sure that you know what your boundary is, as well as communicating it in an effective way to the people that are involved to keep hold of that boundary and really letting them understand why it's a boundary for you. I know this takes a little bit of extra time, but if you can set it up properly, then you're more likely to be able to hold the boundary for your own space. My tip three is creating habits and routines. Now, they're also quite difficult to get a hold of, but a morning and an evening routine will really save your day. In the morning, it will set you off on the right track to make sure that you're already being productive as soon as you kind of get up, whether that's, you know, my, I'll tell you what my morning routine is. My morning routine is getting up, making the bed, Going downstairs, making sure that Eva is doing her thing, breakfast and whatnot, having a coffee and just being with my family for about, it's about a half an hour to 45 minutes. And then as soon as Eva and her dad leave for preschool, then I am getting changed. I'm going out for a walk with the dogs. I'm coming home. I'm doing a workout. I'm doing a 10 minute meditation. I'm hitting the showers and then I'm having breakfast. That's kind of my morning routine. My evening routine is going up to bed. Um, actually I'm pretty early to bed. So around eight 30 quarter to nine, but it's not necessarily to go to sleep. It's to set in, in motion, my routine. So I go up, I get my skincare routine done. I brush my teeth. I make sure all that's taken care of. I go into my room. I do some journaling. I do some yoga and stretching. And then um, when I go to bed, I actually put on a meditation as well to help me get to sleep. And so that my mind is going on some positive affirmations or positive things while I'm sleeping in my subconscious. And so when you can uh, put these habits and routines into place, then things become a little bit easier. You feel more in control um, and any habit that you're doing is what it is, you know, a habit is a habit, it's it's habitual, like brushing your teeth. And so if there's certain things that you can get that are habitual, like the dog walk, for instance, then eventually you start to not think about them, and you just do them. Keep in mind that forming habits and routines is a process. And so don't cut yourself short, give yourself the time to grow into those habits and routines, um, so that you can then uh, have a schedule that works for you as opposed to against you. My tip four is schedule your own time in your calendar. Everything makes it in my calendar, including my own workout and even the dog walks, even meditation, because it's so important that you're reserving the space in your day. A lot of us, go by our calendar, especially if you're running a business, or you have a lot of things work related, we're very used to running with calendars. And so by putting everything in there, and putting reminders or notifications, then you're better able to say, Oh, hey, this is the time that I've reserved for myself, and I'm going to do x or whatnot. Again, with your boundaries on, on, you know, number two, is make sure people know, like, this is the time I work out if my door is closed, this is because I'm doing something, please don't disturb me. And number three, or number three, number five, is actually um, fasting. I find that you can be more productive, or I'm more productive, when I fast at night. And so fasting does a couple of things. I usually stop eating um, around 6 or 6.30, 7 at the latest, so that my body has time to digest before I go to sleep. It takes about three hours to digest before you go to bed. So that's really important because the digestion takes up a lot of energy. And so when you fast, you're getting that digestion done uh, or in the process. When you go to sleep, you're actually not digesting as well because you don't have as much energy being put into that. And so if you can get that done ahead of time, Um, that's helpful and then in the morning you would still be fasting depending on how long you're going to fast for many people fast for 12 hours I try to shoot for 16 hours again nothing is perfect Um, it's not always 16 hours but you have to learn also to kind of follow the ebbs and flows and so with that when you wake up you actually do feel more energetic, you feel more productive, you get more things done. Um, And something that I do to hold my fast sometimes is introduce a little MCT oil into my coffee. Now, it's best if you have like a little blender, I have a little zizzer for lack of a better word. And it's just to be, be able to blend it into your coffee. The idea is that because it's pure fat, it doesn't actually break your fast. It's something that I've learned along my line as well. And so That would be um, a helpful step as well because you don't want to waste all your energy digesting. And if you're not digesting a bunch of food in the morning, then you're going to have a spike of energy, generally speaking. Well, that's it for me today. I hope that you found these productivity tips helpful and I would love if you could put in the comments if you're doing any of them or what your morning or evening routines are and help fuel the conversation because there's a lot of people that are really new to this topic or haven't quite got it done or down so by that you can we can help show people different routines mine aren't always right for you and yours might not be right for someone else so let's share so share this podcast in your groups in your networks help people find us and um, spread the word a little bit of Artful Aging. Thanks so much for joining me today on Artful Aging with Amy. From me to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday.